This is Shine On, the Health and Happiness Show, and Ella's Leash Production. Heard as a podcast around the world, but heard first on radio stations 100.7 WHUD-FM and Real Country 920, 1260, and 1420 AM, all in New York's Hudson Valley. Shine On, bringing you healers and dreamers and people who want to make life richer. It's your time to shine on. Hi, it's Casey. Thank you for shining on today. We are taking our spiritual selves to work. John J. Murphy has written a little parable book called The Miracle-Minded Manager. John says the world responds to us with evidence that we're right. Think about that. So whatever subconscious thoughts you have, that's what you're going to see at work. Hmm. And if you have to sell anything in your line of work, Oren Claff will teach us a new way of selling. And that is being certain that you can be of service. First, let's meet John J. Murphy. Miracle-Minded Manager is not his first book. He's the Zentrepreneur, and he's been on this path for a while. I looked into and practiced Buddhist practices. I was born and raised Catholic. I've studied the Tao, the Tao Te Ching, and practiced the Tao for many years. So I've been very curious about different spiritual teachings and applications and just how to integrate it all. I'm a business consultant. I've uh, been running a business consulting firm for 31 years. And I started to integrate and blend different spiritual teachings with just basic everyday life. So I wrote a book called Zentrepreneur, combining Zen practices with entrepreneurship. In other words, you know, good thinking with good action. And then it occurred to me to write a book about integrating A Course in Miracles into the business world. And, and not just the business world, but it's a, it's a story. It's actually a sequel to a book I wrote 25 years ago about a man who, 25 years ago, the story was about how he transformed his corporate culture and pulled people together as a team, things like that. Now this story is about how he pulls himself together because he's dealing with a lot of stress and different issues, at, both at work and at home, very common type things. And he learns about A Course in Miracles, and you, you, you learn through his thinking and his dialogue with people and his family and his, his, his work, you learn how to apply it. All right. Well, let's talk about that. You and I have similar seeking paths for sure. And isn't this what it's all about? You know, when we do the training and learn about different ways to live well, we really do need to bring it to work with us. We really need to bring it everywhere we go. So let's take it to the office. Where do we start becoming a miracle-minded at work? The three P's, I call them, of miracle-minded management. And the first one is being present. The second one is being positive. And the third one being at peace. So starting with presence, I talk a lot about the, the mind, the, both the, the conscious mind and the will, and then the subconscious mind that's running most of the show. And the conscious mind can only think of one thing at a time. So it's not capable of multitasking. And most often the conscious mind is not present. It's thinking about things that I have to do tomorrow or next week or something that happened yesterday. So the conscious mind is constantly bouncing around while the subconscious mind is running our lives. So that raises a couple of important questions. One being, what's going on in the subconscious mind if it's running most of my life? I should probably know what it's thinking. And that's reflected in our habits and tendencies. And meanwhile, how do I get the conscious mind to be more more present to be here and now because stress only comes to people fear and stress and anxiety only comes to people when they're not present it comes from the mind being 
concerned or worried about something that might happen in the future. Oh, what if I mess this up? Or what if I hurt myself? Or what if I lose my job? Or what if I get sick? So all these what ifs are projections of negative assumptions, something that could go wrong. And it, it creates a, a response in our body, a hormonal response, which breaks down our immune system, which you probably know, mm. and makes us more vulnerable to illness, simply because we're not present. Our mind is wandering into the future thinking, oh no, what could go wrong? So when we're present, it leads right into the peace. When we're in the present, we're at peace. Everything's beautiful. You start to look around and you say, you know what? There's a perfect harmony and balance going on. Now, you wouldn't get that if you turned on the, the evening news and you learned about the latest bombing or, uh, you know, school massacre or something like that. But there's a beautiful stillness and peace that's always present and available to us if we tune into it. So being present is about tuning into this beautiful grace that is always present. Can you give us something we can do to get present right now? Well, you know, there's all kinds of uh, tips and, and now apps and things that help us learn meditation. I highly recommend meditation because it's simply a way to be present by, by focusing on our breathing focusing on our current state, what's going on right now. You know, I like to meditate thinking about my heart, thinking about my lungs. I do Taoist meditations and I even use sounds that correlate with different parts of the body. So for example, the sound for the heart is the sound, ah. You take a deep breath and you say, ah. Close your eyes and just visualize your heart healthy and happy and positive. So it's a mind-body exercise. And and it's a simple way to be present. That's beautiful. All right. You've got everybody listening in their cars or in their homes going, ah, right now. <laughs> so we've been through the two Ps, presence, which leads to peace. And the final P? Positivity. It's being positive. It's always looking at the bright side of things because there always is a bright side of things. So the first thing you have to be mindful of is that there's always two sides to a coin. You can't have negative without positive. You can't have dark without light. You can't have day without night. So everything in our lives, if you step back and you're mindful and, you're, and you listen and you look, everything has a flip side. There's no problem on the planet without a solution. So when you start to really think about half full, versus half empty, and that's the title of another one of my books, it's called Half Full, but when you start really thinking about, there's got to be something positive in this traffic jam that I'm stuck in, you know, you mentioned people in their cars, there's got to be something positive in this lousy relationship I seem to have with so-and-so, there's got to be a lesson, there's got to be something that I can learn from it. Sometimes these, you know, we call these blessings in disguise, but just by choosing to be positive, coupled with the law of attraction, you know, we reap what we sow. If I choose to be positive every day, I'm going to attract more positivity and joy into my life, just like misery attracts company, and <laughs> you know, loves company. These are energetic vibrations. They're now measurable. So, you know, the HeartMath Institute and other great scientific organizations have caught up with what mystics have been teaching for thousands of years. These energies, love, joy, peace, just like anger and grief and guilt, all of these feelings have an energetic vibration to them, a frequency. And so when we're sending out a signal of grief and we're complaining, you know, we've got grievances about everything, we're complaining about this and that, and we're walking around with our heads hung low, we're attracting more of that into our life. The world responds to us with evidence 
that we're right. So if I'm convinced that things are doom and gloom, I'm going to see plenty of evidence of that everywhere I go. But there's a flip side to that. If I choose positivity and I choose to be the one who lights up the room when everybody's grumbling and talking you know, negative about something and I'm the one that's going to say, you know what, there's another way to look at this and offer an alternative. Now, some people will just say, you know, take a hike. Mm. <laughs> We'd rather complain. But uh, here's the point. We all have uh, the power within us to change the channel, so to speak. It's like turning the dial on a radio. I can tune into something different if I want to. And so I'm not going to tune into all the negativity that's in the world. Yes, of course it's there, but I don't want to participate, so to speak. I don't want to be a part of that field of energy. I'd rather be positive. I'd rather have fun. I'd rather, you know, learn and grow and emerge as, as the beautiful soul that I am, as the miracle that I am and that we all are. And I have to be a co-creator in that. I, I can't just sit back with a victim consciousness and expect God to take care of all this stuff for me. I've got to participate in that process by making sure that I'm mindful of what I put my attention on. And I also have to be patient. So to get come back to that, you know, the piece on patience, that's like the fourth P, if you will. I didn't even bring that one up yet. But, you know, we got to be present. we got to be positive. we got to be at peace. But it's like somebody growing a garden. You know, you plant the seeds, you know, the sun comes out, you water the fields, things like that. And nothing, you don't see anything for a while. But you've got to trust the process, and you've got to nurture it. And, and when you do that, you'll get growth. You'll get, you'll get harvest. You'll reap what you sow. So that takes some faith. It takes some patience. Uh, it certainly takes positivity. I'm not going to give up. I'm going to keep watering the fields and making sure that they're nourished and that the, you know, the sun shines on them. And I'm going to look forward, if anything, if I'm, I'm going to look forward to, to growth. And I think it's a wonderful metaphor for people uh, in terms of getting out of their own way. I, I like to remind people that we, we often get in our own way because we are tuned into negativity and grief and wandering around feeling guilty and not worthy and all kinds of things. Right. Change the channel. Change the okay. channel. We are talking Change to John J. Murphy about the miracle-minded manager. I think when you talked about patience, I could feel a lot of people listening saying, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that, that's right. I got I to gotta have patience because we forget that step. Patience helps. And I also realized, too, when you were speaking, the arrival of a problem is evidence that there is something good on the other side. You know, if there's a darkness that arrives, there, that's evidence that there is a positive somewhere, right? Yeah, and so just be, again, to be mindful that, hey, I'm, I'm faced with a problem. I'm going to learn something from this. Right. The process might be a little difficult and challenging, and, you know, I've had all kinds of, you know, problems in my life, but I'm not going to let them get me down, at least not for long. You know, everybody has a day where they just feel like, oh. But uh, I'm, I'm going to remember one thing, and that is that I have an opportunity to ch change the channel, that I have an opportunity to find the positive meaning in whatever is happening and believing and trusting that it's there. And then amazing things, miracles unfold right in front of you. I believe it. So every difficult situation is an opportunity to really rise up and be your best. That's right. Where can we find you know. out more about you and all the wonderful things you've been doing for so long? Well, I've got a website called johnjmurphy.org. So people could click on that or look that up, johnjmurphy.org. On Facebook, it's John J. Murphy author. There's more than one John Murphy in the world, you can bet. I can believe that. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. So let me ask you this, John J. Murphy. What will you be doing today to tend to your peace and presence? 
Well, I just finished my Taoist meditation earlier this morning before I even got on this call with you. So I, you know, I, I, I love to start my day with that, with my, with my healing mantras. By the way, I'll give you one more quick one for your audience, and it's for the liver, which is a very important art, uh, organ in the body. You probably know that. So I said the, the sound for the heart was the ah. The sound for the liver is shh, kind of like you're telling somebody to qu- be quiet. You know, really? when you say shh. And that sound helps clean and clear the liver and get good blood flow. Oh, my goodness. So, you, you've yeah, given so, us a lot of uh, ammunition today. Yeah. Positive if you ammunition. Want the, yeah, if you want the other four sounds for, the, for all the vital organs and the, uh, and the aura as well, where there's a sound for the, your whole aura, they're all in the book, uh, Miracle-Minded Managers. So. Um, but there, I'll give you two of them, the heart and the liver, two very important ones, clearly. To answer your question more about the day, I'm a writer, so I, I get into flow when I write. I've been asked to write a couple of articles today for newspapers and magazines, things like that, byline. I'll do some writing today. Uh, I'm also working on a sequel to Miracle-Minded Managers. The publisher, Beyond Words, is asking me to write another story. It's a, you know, So this is a story. It's called an allegory or a parable. I'm working on that. Uh, so writing for me is a very therapeutic way for me to uh, be present and be creative and be mindful. Don't you think everybody has some sort of, um, I'm going to call it holy work, but something that they do to contribute to the day where they get in flow as well? Sure. I just, I think that's, I call that peace. That's being in peace. You know, we have a tendency to say to people when someone dies, rest in peace. Why not live in peace? You know, I like to also remind people that the world will never be at peace if you're not. So why don't you start with yourself and find a way to let go of anger and bitterness and criticism and judgment and condemnation and whatever you want to call it. Let it go. Even if only for a few minutes. Just just say, all right, sure. I'll just let it go for like three minutes. I'll set the timer and see how it yes. feels. That's exactly right. And you can do it when you're sitting in a traffic jam. Rather than get angry, I, I think I'll take uh, five minutes to meditate. Yeah. You can do it, you know, in a, a, a crowded airport. You can do it anywhere. I'm meditating. So it's, meditation isn't just a noun that you do or an event that you do once in a while. I meditate throughout the day. Yeah. To me, it's a, a verb and a process. It's part of my daily life. Now, let me ask you this. Uh, while you're meditating... Does God show up? Are you communing with your source? Where, where? Yeah, God's, God's ever present. Um, so God's always in our intuition is our link to Holy Spirit or the voice of God, whatever you want to call it. And so, yes, I get into that uh, connection. I think of it as a connectivity uh, where I'm, I'm, we're always connected. If we're not connected, we're dead. The body is dead anyways. So I get into that uh, recognition of our connectedness, our relationship, my relationship with my higher self, which is which is part of God. I, so I get into that, and then I listen. I think meditation is more about listening, where prayer is more about asking. Meditation is about, tell me what you want me to say, and where to go, and what to do. And this is, of course, the miracle teaches this as well. And uh, what you want me to write, and how you want me to share the gifts that you've given me with the world. And, and then I listen for guidance. And I've even gotten the point, I'll tell you this story real quick. I, in, in, 2000, in the year 2000, my father got deathly ill and then eventually passed. And I was halfway through a book at the time, 
and I I just stopped writing. I never finished that book. I don't even remember now what it, it was about, but I just stopped writing. So that was in the year 2000. 2009, so nine years later, I'm in France, working in France for the week, and then I had a, a, a workshop up that I was doing up in London the following week. So I stayed in France over the weekend, and I was in my room doing my morning meditation, trying to figure out what to do. It was a Saturday. You know, I'm going to go wander around and look at cathedrals or whatever. But there was a very powerful presence in my room commanding me to start writing again. And I was like, I don't even know what to write. I don't mm. want to write. I want to go look at churches and cathedrals and practice my French and drink coffee and whatever. But this presence wouldn't leave me alone, so to speak. So I remember finally I just opened up my laptop and I said, you want me to write? Tell me what to write. And I wrote all weekend long and came out with a book called Beyond Doubt, Four Steps to Inner Peace in 2010. And it won the most inspirational book of the year in yeah. Canada. I, the critic named uh, all, all book reviews out of Toronto. It, and the book blew my mind because it was a channeling more than it was me trying to pick up something to say. Right. So to your question about connecting with God and source and energy and I, I can't think of a better example than that. Yeah, that's a good one, John. <laughs> you should you should let God have you know at least you know co-authorship written by yeah, John J. Uh, Murphy and yeah, and God. And God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's wonderful. Well, you you bring such great energy to the show. We thank you for it. We're going to look for miracle-minded manager. Miracle-minded manager. That's the latest, and there's so much more to be found at johnjmurphy.org. There you go. That is John J. Murphy. The Miracle-Minded Manager is a parable book based on The Course of Miracles. That's a book that took me 20 years to read, A Course in Miracles. Not kidding. Marianne Williamson, who is also running for president, is one of the world's leading experts on interpreting A Course in Miracles. I do like her idea that the United States and every country should have a Department of Peace. And that would be a step in a loving direction. Hi, it's Casey. We've got another idea about life at the office coming up next. At CBD Live Natural, their goal is to bring their customers the best all-natural products. There is a solution to change your quality of life that will help you live naturally without prescription drugs, which means you'll feel your best. CBD aids with health issues from fibromyalgia to anxiety, joint pain and eczema, acne, and so much more. The staff at CBD Live Natural really know their products, which helps them determine what's best for you, from oils and lotions and creams to candles, edibles, and even pet products. At CBD Live Natural, they don't just sell the products, they're consumers just like you. So you can trust them to recommend the best all-natural products to help you live natural and feel great doing it. CBD Live Natural stores can be found in Bedford Hills, the Westchester Mall in White Plains, and the Stanford Town Center in Stanford, Connecticut. Or you could shop online at their website anytime. CBDLiveNatural.com Hi, it's Casey. Thanks for shining on today. You can catch the Shine On podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud. Feel free to rate it, follow it. You can even write to me and tell me if any of the guests make good sense for you. Then we can be friends. You could come to my retreats. Hello, Heidi. Hello, Diane. Thank you, Mary and Deb, for tuning in. Seriously, Casey.co. Keep in touch. Do you have to sell anything at work? I guess we're all selling something to somebody, right? Oren Klaff, K-L-A-F-F, wrote a book called Flip the Script. Oren says the old way to sell doesn't work, and he will reveal the secret to the new way to sell. I think it's interesting today that when we need to 
sell something, we're an entrepreneur, we're an executive, uh, we want to get a deal done. Uh, today, there's so many systems that can get us leads, but it's becoming harder and harder to convert leads to get sales. And it's because the buyers are so much better at owning and controlling the sales process. Ultimately, the old scripts have stopped working. That's, you know, the old script in sales was uh, get on the line with the buyer, or get in a meeting, get rapport with them, find out what they're interested in, what their life is like, what their lifestyle is like, let them know that you're similar and you care about them. That was step one. Step two was to tell them about the features of your product, your idea, your, your company, whatever it is, and then roll those features into benefits. These are all the great things you'll get if you use our features. Once the buyer understood the, the features and the benefits, then you could try a trial close. So what do you think? Is this something you'd be interested in? Uh, could we go forward uh, and do a deal today? And uh, then the objections would come out, and then you try and overcome the objections that the, uh, that the buyer was giving you. And uh, once you overcome the objections, or you felt like you overcome them, you go to a close, try and get them closed. That no longer works. As you try and close, the buyer will just say, sounds interesting, please write it up, send me the deck and a proposal, give me the price, and uh, I gotta show it to my partner, my committee, the board of directors, my wife, some unknown person you never heard of before, and I'll get back to you if I have any more questions. And then they go shock you using the internet. It's very easy. So, so the old scripts don't work anymore. And, and so you can still sell today, mm-hmm. right? But you shouldn't be forced into chasing a customer, giving them the price, giving them the features and benefits, and then chasing them, following up. And so most people's solution to that, and you can see it all over Instagram and YouTube and Facebook, work harder. Don't believe you should be working harder. So uh, it's not your fault that buyers aren't converting. You're a good salesperson. It's just the old scripts aren't working. So that's what Flip the Script really is about, is how to get your product, your service, your ideas into the mind of the buyer, making them want what it is you have, and they propose to you, hey, we should be working together. How do I? And, and so how do you do that until the buyer believes that you're an expert in their problem? They're not going to feel like they should go forward with you. Right. They're the, most people, when they say when I lost a sale or the deal didn't go through, and they try and, you know, we try and get them to point at why it didn't happen. They pointed all the wrong things. The buyer didn't like me. There was a competition, gave a better price. I uh, didn't have good answers. Our technology doesn't do what they needed. Almost none of that is ever the case. The reason that the buyers don't go through is a lack of certainty. They didn't believe that the things you said were going to happen in the future, the roof was going to go on, the, the building was going to get cleaned, this is going to be taken care of, whatever it is, they didn't believe that their problem was going to be solved by you on the timeline and at the price that you promised. All right, That's so why deals don't go through. I get it. I get it. But let me ask you this. Do I really have to be an expert or do I just have to convince them that I am an expert? What I think they have to believe is that you have solved their problem a thousand times before. It's almost boring for you to solve their problem. Can you indulge me for 60 seconds? I'll give you an example. Go. Uh, so, Casey, what kind of car are you driving around? If you know you're in Nissan. New York, you even have a car. Nissan. A Nissan. Yeah. So you take your Nissan. It's making a noise, and you go down the mechanic, right? And he takes a look at it, and he says, "Hey, listen, yeah, it's definitely making a noise. You're right. <laughs> Leave it here. It's two hundred dollars. We'll take a look at it. Uh, if you want to fix it, we'll tell you what the problem is. If you want to fix it, we'll apply the two hundred dollars to the fix." And you go, mm, I'm not certain you guys know what you're doing. You right. take it to the next mechanic. 
and he listens to it, puts his hands in his pocket, kicks a tire, you know, there quickly, and he goes, oh, yeah, uh, that's a 2337 5C fan belt. You can hear it ticking right there. The throwout bearing seems to be wobbling a little bit. That's what this oil drop is here. We see a lot of these. You know, we keep in stock the 51279, which is a replacement for it. That thing will last five years. A lot of people bring in this problem because Nissan had this problem for, you know, two years when they were shipping out of Japan and they had a problem with the factory. They started making it somewhere else. That's why we do the 2705 service early. Tell you what, it's 400 bucks. Leave it here. We'll have it back to you by 5 o'clock. Uh, give you a call when it's done. Wow. I'm in. So you're in, right? What's the difference between those two pitches, you know, presentations? It's not a pitch. There's no sales pitch at all. The guy, you just feel from that conversation that that guy has done it a thousand times. He might fall asleep while he's doing it. The other shop would say, hey, look, you know, we have a five-star rating. We got, you know, 5,000 Yelp reviews. We've been written up in the Union Tribune. Uh, We're on the Internet. We're accredited by Ford and Nissan and Chevy. None of that. Those are good. That doesn't cover the certainty gap. The certainty gap. Ah, so if you can solve someone's problem, tell them that first, and then get to work and solve the problem. So, want to get together? I've got three paint nights coming up this fall, if you are near northern Westchester. And I'm working on a few things. I hope to share soon. I see the lawyer this week. Say a prayer. Our thought for the day is from Thomas Jefferson. Thomas Jefferson, who said, Nothing can stop the man with the right mental attitude from achieving his goal. And nothing on earth can help the man with the wrong mental attitude. Shine on. You've been listening to Shine On, the health and happiness show for your entertainment only. Heard Sunday mornings on 100.7 WHUD and on Real Country's 920, 1260, and 1420 AM, all in New York's Hudson Valley. Subscribe to Shine On on iTunes and SoundCloud and catch a show anytime at Casey.co. That's K-A-C-E-Y dot C-O. Shine On.